0: Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you've got Bibles, uh, go ahead and open up to 1 Corinthians 5. And as you guys know, we've been going through the book of Corinthians. uh, And the book of Corinthians is written to a, a bunch of people uh, I, I love that um, God chose this particular church because this church is, man, they're messed up. I, I you know, um, isn't it great when you hear somebody who has a testimony that is bigger than your need? Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because anybody here, you're like, you're like, yeah, I'm not sure God's that good. I'm not sure if God is big enough and strong enough to deal with this. And the the church in Corinth was made up of some of the most religious people, some former Jews, and uh, some people were coming out of prostitution, and a bunch of sailors and merchants. It was just a mess. And if that group is going to find unity, man, it's got to be God. And uh, so into this place, uh, you know, as we talked about at the beginning, Paul's like, man, I left you guys alone for a minute. You divided into factions. Uh, and I'm with this guy, I'm with that guy, whatever. And he was like, it's not who you're with. It's that you, your life has been transformed by God, that it is Christ on the inside. Our unity comes from him, not from what, which teacher you're following. And so he just doubles down on this fact that of, of the gospel. But then he brings us up to chapter 5. I was like, "Lord, Lord." So we're going. We're going to read through this together, and I, I, I will tell you this: one of the most terrifying things is to read the hard places of Scripture without by yourself. But one of the most amazing things is to read them with God, as He brings illumination. All right. So verse, so verse, let's start, let's end with uh, chapter 4, verse 20 said, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I I feel like so many of us in our early days might have rejected Christianity because it was a matter of talk, but we saw no power. People talked about love, but there was no love in evidence. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with the rod of discipline? Or shall I come to you in love with a gentle spirit? That's a menu. What's what's your request? Gentle spirit. spirit. Let's go for that. Let's go for love and gentle spirit. Okay. All right. Verse 1 of chapter 5. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that even the pagans don't tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife. Wow. Wow. So, what does that mean? Well, first off, the fact that he referred to him as father's wife, thank goodness, it's apparently not his mama. <sighs> I'm from Kentucky. That's an option. Um, uh, but, what, what's going on here? Uh, it said, he said, and you are proud... Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and put, on your, put out of your fellowship the man who's been doing this? Now, here's a question. If he's sleeping with his father's wife, how many people are involved? It's not, it's not hard math. <laughs> Two people, right? Who is he referring to here? The man. Keep that in your mind. So what's possibly going on here is what he's done is it sounds like he's hooked up with his stepmom, right. and he is probably bringing her to church. And it said they're proud. Why do you think they could have been p- p- proud of this? Well, just give me some ideas. Be, be creative. What? They're being full of grace, right? Okay, can I just tell you what grace doesn't mean? Grace does not mean you can do whatever the heck you want and nothing's going to happen. Okay, let, let me tell you this. If you embrace grace and jump off a 20-story building, what's going to happen to you? There will be consequences to your action, okay? This does not get confused. I hear people who are like, grace, there's grace for that. And I'm like, I don't think you're using that word properly. Grace is the flow of God's life and love into a person to empower them to do what they could never do on their own. It is the presence of God to do the will of God. It is not freedom to sin. It is freedom from sin. Okay, please, if you hear me use the word grace, that's always what I mean. I don't mean, oh, there, there, buddy. You know, I I mean... (laughs) You know, it's like the guy falls off the building, he's at the bottom, and you're like, grace. No, no, no. All right. That's not what it is. So maybe they're thinking, wow, we're such a grace-filled body. You do your truth. I do my truth. Okay, let me tell you. My truth might be that I can fly. But do you know my truth might be tested by the truth? Yes, which is gravity. Which is gravity? Okay, okay. Not you, but anybody here tried your truths out in the world? Well, I'll, I'll give you the 70s. The 70s embraced the, the, the lie if you can't love the one you're if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Free love, right? No consequences. Now, first of all, if you're having free love, there are some very natural physical consequences. What are some physical conse- consequences of, of sleeping with whoever? STDs. That is just very, you know, roll the dice. Come seven, come eleven. All right, what other ones? Damaged soul. Damaged soul? Yeah, a lot of women discovered very quickly, men were slower. Men were much slower. We're like, I just I just it doesn't mean anything. Women figured out very quickly, I can't physically love and not give my heart away. There's some other things. Children, for instance. Like, you know, like, yep, there's no consequences. Ah." Right? There are consequences when we make actions, there are consequences. That's the grace of God that when we make actions, there are consequences. So, one of the, uh, the other reasons I'm going to put forward, I think, might be, I can just, I, anybody here, you read the Bible and your imagination goes wild, you're like, what is actually going on? So let me give you some of my ideas. I could see a situation where um, it was very, you know, it was common in the ancient world, you know, an older man, his wife dies, or he divorces her, and he marries a younger girl. So now we have Bobby, who's 30, and his stepmom's 20. And maybe she doesn't feel love, And they're like, look, you know what? It's just a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter. He loves her more than the father loves her. Whatever, right? And they view it as some sort of liberation thing. But do you know, even if that were the case, which I'm not recommending, not that's not what grace is for, just be clear. Do you notice, why does Paul only address him? Because right now what they are doing will cause her to be stripped of her dowry. That was a woman's insurance policy in the ancient world. Thrown out and and lose all status and receive the status of a prostitute and must become a prostitute. What will happen to the man, do you think? Sounds like the South, don't it? (laughs) Up in the big house. And this is why Paul, do you guys remember what happened? There was a woman caught in adultery. And what did the Pharisees do? Dragged her to the feet of Jesus to be stoned, right? Where was the man? You know, you can't have adultery by yourself. I mean, that's a creativity I can't even imagine. Where was the man? (laughs) well exactly and so it's interesting here paul instead goes to bat for her i my sense is he recognizes that this man has taken advantage of this woman and he's like i'm liking paul better and better (laughs) shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning put out this guy out of your fellowship For my part, even though I'm not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I've already passed judgment. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we're not supposed to judge. I thought that's what we talked about in chapter 4. You guys remember chapter 4? Chapter 4, verse 5. He says, what does he say? He says, therefore, judge nothing. Uh, uh, oh, Oh, there are more words. I didn't finish reading. Selective Bible reading will always get you in trouble. Always read context. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until what? The Lord appears or reveals or comes, and he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness. And he will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from the Lord. Now, again, I always thought that that was the day when Jesus comes back. But the evidence that it's not is because Paul's judging already. Now, why is Paul judging based on verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 5? What do you think? The huh? The evidence, is there. the evidence. It's revealed. Like, it's like, like, nobody's like, I don't know. I think they have to something hanky. No, it's like wide out. Like, I'm mean, there like buying like, you know, big billboards and everything. Right there is This is going on. So he says, okay, now that it's visible, now that it's been revealed, that means the power of God, the grace of God is here to deal with it. I have already passed judgment in the name of the Lord Jesus on the one who's been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of our Lord Jesus is present... Hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. I swear, when I read this the first time as a young man, I about lost my mind. I was terrified of being handed over to Satan. I didn't even know what that meant. I thought, what are they going to do to me? Oh, my gosh. Stay with me. Block the excess. All right. It, It will get better. I promise. Hopefully. All right. All right. Turn the one over To Satan. Uh, 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 uh. So that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Are they going to kill him? Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? What is yeast? It It rises bread. What is yeast? Bacteria. It's alive. It's alive. What happens to yeast? When it is placed in a warm place, it rises, it expands, it eats, it, it grows, right? And it will go through all the bread. In the same way, when revealed sin is not dealt with, guess what happens? It grows, it spreads. That's what he's saying. As you, uh, he said, get rid of the old yeast so that you may be the new unleavened batch as you really are. In other words, you've been purified of sin, why would you know uh, Paul puts it this way, shall we sin more that grace may abound? Absolutely not. For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. In other words, sin has been dealt with. So if Jesus has made the full payment for sin, why would we continue on in sin? Let me put it this way. I'm going to do two things at once. One is it says the wages of sin is death. That doesn't mean that God's going to kill you. It means if you jump off a twenty-story building, you will die. In other words, there are consequences to actions. That I mean, okay, who here has been young and dumb behind a wheel? <laughs> All the men raise their hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if you roll the dice enough, what's going to happen to you? Anybody? Get a ticket. Okay. ticket? What else? Crash. crash. Hopefully, a ticket before a crash. What What he's saying is so is that sin is simply attempting to meet a God given need in a way God never intended. If I attempt to fill my car with diesel and it's not a diesel car, what will happen, my mechanics? The timing's going to gonna go off. And what happens when your timing goes off? <laughs> right? But I get to do whatever I want. But apparently, according to Mazda, I don't get to choose what I put in my car. <laughs> the nerve. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. The reality is we were designed, we were made with a purpose, and when we attempt to meet God-given needs in a way God never intended, it will have consequences. But Jesus died so that our God-given needs might be met by him and through him in this life. Therefore, let us keep the festival. He means, he means in other words, let us let us enjoy the, the Christ the passover lamb enjoy his life in us empowering us therefore let us keep the festival not with the bread leavened with malice in other words not using our freedom from sin to sin but rather with the unleavened with malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth now i wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people this is letter 2 by the way so that's why if you feel like you're coming in on a conversation that's already been happening, it this is like, no, I really meant it. Don't associate with sexually immoral people. He says, oh, I don't mean, uh, not all, at all meaning the people, the world who are immoral or greedy or swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you just have to leave the world. He's not talking about what the church has usually done is judge the world and, 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 uh, and let sin go rampant in the church. They've judged the world. They've, they're like, why don't those sinners just do right? All, this, all the while making allowance for sin in our own lives. You see the problem? Why, why does the world see the church as, as hypocritical and duplicitous? Said, he, but he's saying, don't, he said, but now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral, greedy, idolater, slanderer, a drunkard, or a swindler. So these are all, in other words, these are obvious things, right? Do not even eat with such people. What? Stay with me. I'm going to get this to a good place. Some of y'all are about to die. But what business is it of mine to judge those outside of the church? We could just stay there all day. What is this church really good at? Judging the rest of the world. And Paul's like, you ain't got no business. The only business you got is in the body, in your life, in the, the things that are obvious. And don't go digging. What does it mean to judge? The word judge means to weigh correctly. That's all it means. It doesn't mean to point your finger. Doesn't mean, it means to weigh correctly and to find the real value of a thing. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those among you. Expel the wicked person from among you. Oh, you see why I was terrified to do this. All right. Let me say this. As I mentioned, we're coming in at the end of the story. Do you think that this just happened one Sunday? Do you think this has been going on for a while, developing for a while? okay not you but anybody here ever known somebody who just out of the blue uh, turned out that they were uh, a thief just one time out of the blue no it was usually developing over time anybody here a liar right it develops over time but when it comes to light it means there's grace to deal with it but Let's flip over to where Jesus talks about it in Matthew chapter 18, because this is where we're really going. I mentioned this a while back, actually, and, uh, and I mentioned this, and uh, some of you might have gotten the wrong impression, so let's go with this. Chapter 18, verse 15, Jesus says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, <laughs> Now, how would I know they sinned? Because they fell short of who God says they are, and I saw it. If they listen to you, I love this. If they listen to you, you have gained what? A brother or sister. See, we think that dealing with sin is about getting rid of sin. We think dealing with sin is making this place safe, shooting all the bad people. Is that the point here? It's to gain a brother. It's to fight for one another, not against each other. To fight for each other, not against each other. I know who you are, and you're not acting like who you are. Bro, what you're doing, the consequences are already becoming evident. Um, I'm really excited. Hopefully over the next few months, we're going to have a series of, of y'all sharing testimonies. But I heard an amazing testimony yesterday, uh, or day before yesterday, and I'm going to share it anonymously in a small piece. It's this. Uh, dealing with a father-in-law whose behavior had been alienating everyone horribly. Over stuff. He was on everybody about stuff. And finally, the son-in-law looked at the father-in-law and said, I love you, but right now you're choosing stuff. And if you keep choosing stuff, you're going to lose all of us. If you choose stuff, you I'm showing you the consequences of what you're choosing. If you choose to lie, none of us can trust you and have a relationship with you. When you're drunk, we can't trust you, and we don't know what you're going to do. I'm giving you feedback because I'm fighting for you. Now, here's my question. Who is the person who should go to the person who is in sin? So, the person who's confronting the sinner, who? The close person. person. The person to whom it is revealed. Okay, now it's about to get ugly. <laughs> you know, he, one of the things he put in there was slanderers. Talking, let me put it in another word, because he put it in another way, as gossips. Gossips. He put in the same line with drunkards and sexual immorality. I'm not gossiping. I'm creating a prayer. Chain for their good. Right. I'm seeking wise counsel of how to address them. <laughs> messy. Messy. <laughs> Sexual, immoral, and gossip. No, don't talk to other people about that person, be brave and talk with them. Don't attack them, love them, pursue them. But I found is oftentimes we like to jump to hand them over to Satan. (laughs) Or what's the next step? But if he or she, let's be equal opportunity, does not listen to you, take one or two more with you and find them in an alley and beat them. Anybody been ganged up in, in church? No, so that the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter may be confirmed. So have you ever had this? Anybody here been gaslighted? You know, gaslight is where you tell somebody how you're experiencing them, and then they tell you you're nuts, and they tell you you're wrong. You know why two or three people helps? Because it's like, no, 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 really. This is not just my brokenness. This is, I'm experiencing this in you, Because this is what's actually happening. This is what's actually going on. I'm not making this up. Two or three people. Not so you can beat them up. I I heard something a long time ago. uh, They said this. They said, if you can confront someone without tears, maybe you shouldn't. Who here, when you're needing to confront somebody, you work yourself up? Right? Put on the armor. (laughs) Right? No. In gentleness and humility. I'm fighting for you. What would happen if... Okay, so if you have... There's so many physical things that if you just deal with it when it's a little problem, it goes away. But if you let it grow, you end up dying from it. This talking to someone immediately is getting it when it's small, right? Not when it's big, but most of the time we wait till it's huge. And then we go to step three as step one. <laughs> and if he refuses to list them, tell it to the church. I started there. That was my first step. Tell it to the church. Even... if. if And if he refuses to listen, even to the church, he is to be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. That's what turn it over to Satan means. Now let me show you what turn it over to Satan looks like. When you and I sin, there are consequences. But anybody here gotten the full consequences you paid for? You'd be dead, right? I I mean, I, I was young and dumb, now I'm just old and dumb, and I, uh, I was going through a rough patch in my life and I expressed that through speeding. I averaged over 100 miles an hour uh, anytime I was on the highway. Do you know the number of times I lost control in the middle of a uh, blinding rain? The number of times I should have gone over a cliff, the number of times I rolled the dice and they still came up in my favor. See, God's grace is at work in our lives to keep us from the consequences of our actions. God's grace is present in our lives all the time. Why? So that we would not, so that we would have the opportunity to turn and allow him to help us then clean up the messes we've created. Turn it over to Satan simply means let them have the consequences for their choices, Let them have the consequences for their choices. It's one of the most terrifying things. Anybody here walked with someone through addiction? One of the most terrifying moments is when you stop and you go, I can't help you anymore. I can't help you anymore. I can't bail you out of prison one more time. I can't because I'm not helping you. Because you still don't understand the size of the problem you have. You don't understand the size of the mess you've created. I, You have continually chosen this addiction over our relationship. I have to let you have what you've chosen. That's what, it's not out of, get out of here, you're scary. It's, I love you so much. I love you so much. I am willing to fight for you every step of the way. Now, who here doesn't want people to fight for you like that? Who here do you do you want to know what the, the ancient church has consistently said is the worst sin? Any guesses? I mean, don't out your neighbor. Not any of the, the normal things, pride. That's why the Pharisees were the ones who couldn't receive Jesus. Pride. Anybody here needs someone to love them enough to point out their pride? I do. Anybody here need people who will love them enough, fight for them, instead of just ghosting them, will actually say, listen, when you do that, you're a jerk. It hurts my heart when you do that. I want to be with you, but you, you scare me. Or I want to be your friend, but I don't feel valued. I don't feel seen. Anybody here, who here has been ghosted in the last three years? <laughs> How did that make you feel? pretty bad. Did you feel abandoned? Did you feel valued, not valued, not seen? What if instead of ghosting each other, instead of slowly pushing them away, we actually fought for one another?
1: I like that you got us little seats. I
0: know, I know. (laughs) I felt like this was a family meeting. I
1: know. Oh, my gosh, we had to like sit down and hash this out yesterday. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to talk about all of this, open this can of worms. Um, So I feel like just to keep remembering this whole big thing that Jesus doesn't demand holiness. He provided for holiness, right? He demands it because he has provided for it. Why sin can be addressed is because there is an actual freedom from sin, right? If there wasn't actual power to deal with sin, then it would be the most cruel thing in the world to demand, right? But if there is a provision, then it's cruel for me. Kind of the same way with healing. You know, as we learned that it's always God's will to heal. If you have cancer, it's cruel for me not to pray for you and to say there is a way out. Right? But if I don't believe there is a way out, it's cruel for me to say. Right? That it's not okay for you to have cancer. Do you see the flip? And it's the same thing with sin. Because there is a provision for living a free life. Life, it's loving of me to offer it to you. Does that make sense? So it's like this flip of the flow. It's not because you, I need you to be holy or I need you to act right because you scare me or because I need you to be a certain way. But because there is another way to live. Come on. Because there is freedom available. Right? And are we all there? No. Like, all of us are growing. All of us have areas that we are not free in. Like, who is completely, like, walking on water free? Like, raise your hand right now. Right? Like, we have areas in our lives where we're growing. Like, I feel like so many are just sitting right now condemned and like, oh my gosh, and like if they knew what I was doing, uh, I would be handed over to Satan or whatever. <laughs> and like, light up to go, you know? like to a gulag or something. I don't know. But no, okay? We're not going to, like, line you up and send you, <laughs> right, for gossip or whatever, right? We all are guilty of things. We all have areas we're growing in. We're all dealing with stuff. Okay, raise your hand if you're not dealing with stuff. <laughs> you're not? Well, can you pray for the rest of us? Or maybe you're in denial. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right? We're all dealing. We're all growing. There is more. Always more. Right? That's the thing is that there is more freedom. There is better jobs. Right, Gary? There was this and then, now there is this. I want us to be a place where we're not looking how far I can go in sin and get away with it. Okay? Come on. But how far I can go in holiness and still, like, walk and not be like Enoch, (laughs) right? Like, she walked and then she was not with us anymore, (laughs) right? It's like, I want us to, like, compete not in what we can get away with, but, like, in raising the dead and healing the sick, right? Not compete, but, like, that be our standard, right? Not like, oh, my gosh, well, how far can we go with, with sex, you know, whatever, you know, outside of marriage. Like, don't go there. Just stay out of it. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Is it crazy? <laughs> like, I, just, I don't want to be a place where sin is normal. Right? I want us to be a place where it's not, where it's like, but it's it has hope to be dealt with. Right? Because I feel like in just in church, it's not normal but it's not hopeful that you can actually have freedom from it right so what do you have to do usually in religious environment you have to hide it so the better you hide it and the longer you hide it the better off you are right
0: can i give another option because you guys aren't very good at this (laughs) i think another great one is i focus on a sin i'm not doing and i attack that in other people i'm sorry Um, I, I try to help them yeah. against their will.
1: <coughs> yeah, so. Where, where
0: you know, where? the interesting <laughs> thing is Jesus, remember he was around prostitutes and tax collectors and they wanted to become like him. Mm-hmm. He was around the Pharisees and they didn't. And the Pharisees were the ones Jesus called out.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh. So couple takes takeaways.
0: Come on. Oh well let me say one other thing, darling. You did this with me a couple weeks ago. Okay,
1: what did I do? Do you guys
0: remember a couple weeks ago Masha jumped up and said, I want to push back on something I was saying? And that actually had actually already occurred a couple days before because she heard me talking and she's and what came out of my mouth sounded to her as judgmental or Condemning. She's like, but I know that's not what you're trying to say. So, what she did is she held me accountable to who I am and the fact that the way I was talking was not in alignment with who I am. She fought for me, fought for our relationship rather than doing what might have happened in the past, which was run away, right? She fought for relationship. This is about fighting for relationship. It's and about in fighting marriage, for people. like,
1: or you know, in friendships, it's going to happen more, right, than in random relationships right like we fight for each other daily <laughs> yes, yes right like we get to yes. and it's a good thing because we get to be better and it's not so very dramatic right no. i feel like oh i
0: loved i really loved <laughs> it because i was like oh no I, that's not what i'm trying to give you i'm not trying to give you condemnation as a present yeah. i'm trying to i was actually trying to be encouraging Anybody had somebody get totally offended at you, ghost you, and then you found out a long time later that they misunderstood you? Wouldn't you have wished they just asked you? Wouldn't you wish? What if we're a people who fight for relationship? What if we fight for one another? Rather than rushing to condemn from a distance or, or out of fear, we're not afraid of sin. It said the fear of God is... We're impressed with God. We're impressed with God.
1: So we're not shocked by sin. We're not afraid of it, but we don't normalize it. Mm -mm. That's our stance, right? It's not normal. It has to go. There is more freedom in every person, in all of us, right? So...
0: Oh, I just (laughs) realized something, though. If we're going to fight for one another, if we're going to actually be a community, if we're actually going to be one, we actually have to let each other in. (laughs) Oh, but I thought the American dream was to build your castle and let nobody in.
1: Well, that's what I was talking about, hiding. Oh. Right? That's how you can, you know, appear fine, but be like an absolute hot mess. (laughs)
0: Well, I only come to church on the other, every other Sunday yeah. when I'm halfway decent.
1: Right? I mean, how many... I mean, there are whole denominations imploding right now because stuff was covered up so well, you know, cemented in. Wh- horrific things, right? That even the outsiders don't do. But it was, you know, if you keep everything hidden enough, it will stay underground until it explodes. Right? Until it just... And the mess is horrific. So I would rather us deal in increments and deal with stuff. Like, we want to be a place. This is what I'm trying to say. We want to be a place where it's not scary to bring you messed upness to the surface. And so we will be more messy than performance environments where people are holding everything in, Okay. Because you will see, oh my gosh, so-and-so has done this, or so-and-so, whatever. And you'll hear testimonies, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I could never believe. But it's everywhere, it's just people hide it better, okay? But here I want it to be a place where we can actually be vulnerable and have a hope that we can have a solution, okay? That there is a breakthrough, that God wants to deal with the roots of sin, right? Right? that God wants to not just deal with behavior, that behavior comes out of our hearts, and God wants to heal hearts. God wants to give more freedom, right, so that we can actually walk in wholeness. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? So we don't hide. We show up vulnerably with hope. But, like, if you sit in it, and if you keep the same behavior for years, and there is no, like, progress... Like, that's not okay either. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be growth. There has to be healing. Like, if you have an area that's really messed up, like, I would encourage you to go actively after healing in that area and not just sit on it and cover it up more. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like just there is a permission not to be you know, put together, to have areas of mess, to have areas where you are longing for more freedom and that that freedom is available. And I want to say that that freedom is available in community. Like, do not go to your closet to deal with your stuff. Okay? Do not separate. Like, your closet did not get you to good places. (laughs) And we agree on that. Like, come out. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. And deal, like, invite, like, one person, two people, three people. Invite a group to walk you through those who have tools to, forgive, to help you forgive, to walk through inner healing. We've been working with a lot of people through inner healing lately. And just, I mean, there's help available. Like, just don't sit um, in that stuff that's been eating you up.
0: Come on. And, you know, the reality is there's a couple things. Um... Our, our, our world right now loves for us to clump around our dysfunction. And in fact, you find people, you can, you, if you are in a smaller community, you know, 10, 20 people, more than likely you share a blind spot. You share a common dysfunction that everybody thinks is fine. Anybody ever wandered into one of those groups? Everybody's like, yeah, we're fine. You're like, no, this is not Okay. If you're struggling with something, ask God to show you someone in the body who has the victory you want. Don't just hang around with people who have the same struggle you do. You need to find people who are walking in the victory you want and ask them to speak into your life. Ask God for, if you're struggling with something that might be shocking to other people, ask God to show you safe people. Now, not everybody can you share your shocking thing with. And those people probably can't share their shocking thing with you, because there's something we're all offended by something. But rather, people who will fight for you.
1: As Peter said, um, we're really praying and hoping that we will have series of um, interviews and testimonies, because this is the reality: is that people are walking out of crazy stuff and getting freedom and breakthrough in our body. That is not common knowledge. Until they're, you know, feel free enough to share, you know, and feel com-
0: comfortable. Well, and my prayers were we're a safe enough body for them to share. Yes. Like, if you hear a testimony of somebody being delivered from that sin, are you more impressed with the sin they got delivered from? Or are you impressed with the goodness of God to set them free? We have so many people who need to hear a testimony of horrific marriages that were healed. Uh, So many people who are getting, who've gotten free from sexual addictions, free from uh, uh, drug addiction, uh, uh, identity issues, um, every possible financial things, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, Um, uh, when you do bad things with business illegally, that stuff. (laughs) God is good. And what I want to say is, the grace of God isn't just there to set you right. It's then to come alongside and help you clean up the mess you made. Because that's what we want to be. A body that cleans up messes, not just steps over them, but helps you clean up those messes. Oh, my gosh. Anybody alive? Okay. All right. So, So what I want to say right now is, this is part of the why behind why we do community, why it's worth it. But you have to decide whether it is. A lot of people in this time right now are choosing, community's not worth it. I'd rather go stay with my little clump of people who, who, uh, who have my same dysfunction. But I want to ask you, do you want to be, do you want to have real relationships? Do you want to be seen and known and loved, not just Because you haven't shown them everything? Do you want to be a place where people fight for you when you're stupid and help you out? Or do you want to be just going from one ghosted relationship to another? If we can have the worship team come up and and, uh, resurrect us, that'd be wonderful. Um, My prayer is, that hope is beginning to arise for you. But I will say, hope always begins with what Masha said is repentance. Repentance is to change my mind, to allow God to change my mind, to see things the way he does. And some of us might have realized we've done a lot of messed up things in dealing with other people's sin. And we need to start by repenting. Just say, God, forgive me that I didn't love well. I didn't fight for people well. Maybe I was ignorant. Maybe I was arrogant. I don't know. But please forgive me. And then we need to say, God, show me the area I need others to fight for me. If we could stand. Jesus, just ask for your Holy Spirit anesthesia to give us all that that Holy Spirit courage to step forward into community. And experience your goodness today like never before. Amen. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.